Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 47 and 48 are on page 398 through page 399. O clap your hands together, all ye peoples. O sing unto the God with the voice of melody. For the Lord is high and to be feared. He is the great king upon all the earth. He shall subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose out an heritage for us, even the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. God has gone up with a merry noise and the Lord with the sound of a trump. O oh, sing praises, sing praises unto our God. O oh, sing praises, sing praises to our king. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the nations. God sitteth upon his holy seat. The princes of the people are joined unto the people of the God of Abraham. For God, which is very high exalted, doth defend the earth, as it were, with a shield. Great is the Lord, and highly to be praised, in the city of our God, even upon his holy hill. The hill of Sion is a fair place, and the joy of the whole earth. Upon the north side lieth the city of the great king. God is well known in her palaces as a sure refuge. For lo, the kings of the earth were gathered and gone by together. They marveled to see such things. They were astonished and suddenly cast down. Fear came down upon them, and sorrow as upon a woman in her travail. Thou dost break the ships of the sea through the east wind. Like as we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts. In the city of our God, God upholdeth the same forever. 
We wait for thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. O God, according to thy name, so is thy praises unto the world's end. Even right hand is full of righteousness. Let the Mount Zion rejoice, and the daughters of Judah be glad, because of thy judgments. Walk about Zion, and go around her, and tell the towers thereof. Mark well her bulwarks, consider her palaces, that ye may tell them that come after. For this God is our God for ever and ever. He shall be our guide unto death. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eighth verse of the 43rd chapter of the book of Isaiah. Bring out the blind people who have eyes, and the deaf who have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together, and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this, and show us former things? Let them bring out their witnesses, that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, it is truth. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved, I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before the day was, I am he, and there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work, and who will reverse it? Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imag imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 13th verse of the third chapter of the letter of the first letter of St. Peter. And who is he who will harm you if be, you become followers of what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear having a good conscience, that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. For it is better, if it is the will of God, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who formerly were disobedient, when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water. 
There is also an antitype which now saves us, baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness and make the chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who has given thine only Son to be unto us both a sacrifice for sin and also an ensample of godly life, Give us grace that we may always most thankfully receive that his inestimable benefit and also daily endeavor ourselves to follow the blessed steps of his most holy life through the same thy son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, from, all, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Uh, the, tonight, a couple of things. I just want to mention in the se second psalm, um, the psalm uh, 48, uh, we, it talks, it switches back and forth from Zion um, to God, and it's, it's praising both of them. And the reason it praises Zion is because God is present. And that's going to make, you know, make more sense to you in just a minute when we talk about God's presence. So in our Isaiah chapter, the, one of the key verses is verse 10, where it says, You are my witnesses. So God has always called Israel to be his witness. And they have always failed at this task. And so we end up with a new covenant because Israel could not, could not do that. So now we're going into 1 Peter. And Peter, um, we're still instructed to be witnesses. And most of 1 Peter so far has, has been how to live 
how to submit, how to be in this place where, where Christians aren't um, treated very well. And he instructs us how to be witnesses. And it's a verse, I want to focus on verse 15, which is a verse we quote each week in our Litany for Mission. And it says, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Um, I want to talk about sanctifying the Lord God in your hearts. Some of the modern translations say sanctify Christ in your hearts. And, um, and so the sanctification, sanctification means setting aside or making something special, setting it apart. And so what we're doing is we're setting Christ in our hearts and setting him aside and special. But I think it's really important to know what a heart is to the Israeli. For us, we think of a heart, and I think the first thing we think of is the thing that beats in our chest, and then we think maybe of Cupid's heart and the love we might feel. To the uh, Hebrew mind, the heart was the center of life. It was the soul, the mind, and the heart, all the, all the emotions. And so we're setting apart ourselves as the temple, and Jesus is now uh, not occupying the temple in Zion. He's occupying the temple of our hearts. And so we're instructed to be very aware of the fact that Jesus lives with us. And by doing that, of course, um, uh, that's going to help us live our lives and be a wit the witnesses we're supposed to be. And this is taken right from Isaiah 18, excuse me, Isaiah 8, 13, that, that reads, Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. In other words, let him be number one in your hearts, number one in your life. Um, and then Leviticus, it says, sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. And the next part of the verse says, ready always to give an answer. And so part of, by, part of sanctifying Christ within us is um, it, it changes our lives. It forms us and it gives us a life that would be a witness. And so what we're talking about is to be prepared to speak with freedom of our hope. Um, the word for answer here is, it comes from the Greek apologia, which is an apology, and not a, that doesn't mean, of course, I'm sorry, it means a defense. And um, so the next part says that anyone who asks is a reason. Uh, and, it's, and the reason, or the rather the ask, isn't an ask so much as a demand. Because what was happening in Peter's time is people would be taken to court and were, were um, asked or demanded, what is this, this thing that you believe? What is this Christianity? And so he's, ex he's, he's expecting them to be able to be ready to give a defense, at least to be able to tell what they believe. I don't know if anybody's asked what you believed and you didn't know what to answer, but I, I think we have a pretty good summary that we say um, every day when, and when, we preach the, uh, when we preach, when we pray the creeds. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, and you know the rest. But that, that gives you a summary of what it is we believe. And what we're, what they're, the reason we're giving is of the hope that lies within us. And, and our hope is, obviously, the hope is that, um, that we are able to stand up. But what we're really hoping for is what's to come, the return of Jesus, and, and that we find ourselves hearing the words, good and faithful, you know, uh, well done, good and faithful servant. And then with meekness and fear means that we do this, it's not about who we are. You remember the other day we were in morning prayer, we were talking about God led, led the people of Egypt and there was two roads to take. And with one of them, God said, I'm not gonna send them that way because there'll be a war and they'll think they got through there because of themselves. So they have to remember that, um, that it's God that does that for them. So have you ever wondered what an example of is a defense or making a defense in a case like this? Well, I came up with an example that I think is the best one that I've read, and it's in Acts 7, and it was St. Stephen when he was called out 
by the by the Jewish people. And uh, he made a defense for the hope that lied within. And, and he starts off men of Israel. And so he's, he gives them and he gave that long uh, defense in, in chapter seven. And um, he ended up, uh, they killed him because they were so angry at his defense. But of course, if our hope is centered on something other than this life, that's not the worst thing that could ha happen. So setting our hearts aside for the worship of Jesus is a goal of living by rule. We start with Jesus in the morning and morning prayer. We go out to our labors with Jesus still occupying that place that we've set aside. And we return to evening prayer and strengthen our commitment to keeping Jesus in our hearts. So we live in a kingdom that is, that is now, but our hearts and our hope is in the kingdom that is not yet. And so we keep our minds centered on that. So I hope that's helpful for you. We'll go on with the uh, prayer for uh, all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and confidence shall be our strength. By the might of thy spirit lift us, we pray thee, to thy presence, where we may be still and know that thou art God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon Bob.
Thank you. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye.